Welcome to the 5x5 Crypto Podcast. Each week, we cover the so what of five key crypto stories in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Substack. Let's go. This week, I've been reflecting on the journey so far. I didn't start out with the intention of creating a newsletter or a podcast. Rather, my goal was simply to learn more about crypto. Then I evolved to sharing my learnings with others who were also curious about the space. Lately, I've been thinking about how best I might serve you. One reader suggested more actionable insights, while someone else asked for more brevity. I'm going to be experimenting with the format over the next several weeks, beginning with the episode today. So today, I'm shortening the news stories, followed by one longer piece with actionable insight. Please let me know what you think. Let's go. News. Number one, Fidelity wants to launch a Bitcoin ETF. Fidelity Investments has applied to the SEC to launch a Bitcoin ETF. Now, since 2013, dozens of firms have tried to launch Bitcoin ETFs. None have been successful. Fidelity is perhaps the highest brow company to throw its hat in the ring. It's one of the largest asset managers in the world with almost $5 trillion assets under management. Fidelity has an army of experienced lawyers and a deep understanding of the SEC. If Fidelity is successful, it will be a big step in taking Bitcoin mainstream. That said, it would almost seem unfair to the Bitcoin pioneers who have spent almost a decade knocking on the SEC's doors. Stay tuned. Number two, Goldman Sachs goes Bitcoin. Goldman Sachs has also applied for an ETF with an option to invest in Bitcoin. The bank is also offering payouts on notes linked to performance of ETFs that track Bitcoin. This is a way for the bank to enable its customers to gain exposure to Bitcoin without directly holding the asset. And the third thing is, Goldman Sachs recently relaunched its cryptocurrency trading desk. In the past couple of weeks, we have reported moves by Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, and BNY Mellon. These are not mere coincidences. Rather, it is an unmistakable pattern of Wall Street growing acceptance of Bitcoin. Number three, FTX wins naming rights to Miami Heat Stadium. FTX will replace American Airlines as the naming sponsor of Miami Heat's basketball team stadium by bidding $135 million for a 19-year contract. Now, I didn't really know what FTX was before this announcement, so the advertising is clearly working. FTX is a cryptocurrency derivatives exchange founded by 28-year-old Sam Backman fried who reportedly has a net worth approaching $10 billion, so he's rich. Now, Miami Heat is one of the most recognizable sports teams in North America. Now, Mayor Suarez, mayor of Miami, has been making moves to make the city a leading center for crypto and blockchain innovation. The FTX arena is like the best of both worlds. It really puts Miami and crypto squarely on the map. Number four, Ripple XRP goes for central banks. Many central banks are developing digital currencies now, and the underlying technology is similar to that used for cryptocurrencies. Ripple contends that central banks are focused primarily on domestic use cases 
and are not collaborating to ensure interoperability. They propose XRP could provide an efficient solution to this problem. The trouble is that Ripple is currently mired in legal disputes with the SEC since December 2020. It remains to be seen whether central banks will bite while the lawsuit is still in session. I doubt it. That said, speculators have started buying XRP in the hopes that the price will soar in the future. Stay tuned. Number five, Uniswap launches version three. So Uniswap is a leading decentralized exchange. Coinbase is the largest centralized crypto exchange in the US. Now last year, Uniswap surpassed Coinbase in trading volume. That's insane. Yet Uniswap only has 13 employees while Coinbase has an army of over 1,200 employees. It's incredible. Anyway, Uniswap will be launching version 3 on May 5th. This new version has a couple of enhancements, primarily concentrated liquidity, a new fee structure, and more flexibility. This is something to explore if you're new to crypto. So this week, I wanted to do a longer piece beyond the news, and I wanted to dive into how you could earn high interest rates on your savings. So banks proudly advertise high interest savings accounts with 0 to 0.6% annual interest rates per year. It's a joke because US inflation has averaged 2% over the past several years. Unfortunately, this means that funds saved in these accounts are steadily losing value like clockwork. Fortunately, there are some other options. BlockFi, Nexo, and Celsius are like crypto equivalent of banks. These institutions receive deposits, pay out interest, and provide loans for digital currencies. It's possible to earn 2-10% to annual interest on deposits with them. They simply blow bank interest rates out of the water. It's not even close. Let's dig in. So there are three types of digital currencies, cryptocurrencies, stablecoins, and central bank backed digital currencies. Cryptocurrencies are created and transmitted using blockchain. Their values are set by supply and demand. Bitcoin is probably the best known example, Ethereum, XRP are other examples too. Stablecoins are pegged to another commodity such as the US dollar. Unlike cryptocurrencies, the exchange value of stablecoins is fixed. This is important. So for example, Tether and USDC are the two largest stablecoins pegged to the US dollar. One USDC is always equal to one US dollar. Very different from Bitcoin. The number three, central bank backed digital currencies. Now these are legal tenders that exist only in digital form. The value is influenced by the national monetary policy. So China has been prototyping and and testing out its digital yuan. BlockFi, Nexo, and Celsius offer high-interest savings accounts for cryptocurrencies and stablecoins. Now, some consumers have been moving their fiat savings into stablecoins in order to earn a much higher interest rate of between 2 to 10%. Now, would-be converts should recognize that unlike traditional banks, these institutions are not yet FDIC-insured. This means that if they were to fail, there is no recourse to getting funds back. On the other hand, deposits at traditional banks are insured up to $250,000.
Now, I'm deliberately focusing on stable coins, recognizing that you might be an early stage on your digital assets journey. I think stable coins provide an easy unwrap. Now, the key question is this. So how can these crypto banks afford to pay high interest rates? It's quite simple. They do what traditional banks do. These companies generate interest on deposits by lending them out to institutional or corporate customers. That's all this week. Let me know if you experiment with these high interest savings accounts. As always, I appreciate your feedback.